25 days of design chats in December. Let's go. December 18th. Your home is already green, and here's why. I want to answer a reader question about how to make a mid-century home more sustainable, but first I'm going to argue that it already is. Okay, so this is actually two reader questions at once. One is from Lalitha. Have you written anything about prefab slash additions extensions to mid-century homes, similarly to retrofit them for zero or passive house credit? Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. And then Monica. I'd appreciate recommendations for non-invasive ways to improve energy efficiency in vintage homes. For example, is it possible to add insulation without tearing out the plaster or the drywall? Adding storm doors to a vintage front door, etc. Okay, so this is a big question and a small question, and I'm going to start in the middle by saying your mid-century house is already pretty sustainable. Now, it depends on how we slice it, but if you actually wanted to look at the most top-of-the-line, zero-energy, passive-house certified home built yesterday and stand it up against a mid-century ranch house, you might be surprised to find out which one I think is more sustainable. If you measure their energy output and input, of course the passive house is going to do better. It's got more insulation, it has more efficient features, it needs and requires less than a mid-century home, which might be using incandescent bulbs, have less than perfectly insulated walls, and original air leaky windows. But here's the thing. How much energy did it take to build both of those houses? It actually takes a lot of energy, embodied energy, to build a new sustainable house. And I'm not arguing that we shouldn't build them. We absolutely should. If we're going to build new buildings, we need to make them as sustainable as possible. But there is an inherent greenness to working with the housing stock we already have. So if you're looking for a way to make your mid-century house greener, congratulations, you already have by working with your existing house. So I would actually say, to answer your specific question, Aletha, I don't think it's a great plan to try to turn a mid-century house into a passive house or retrofit it as another type of zero energy home. Those are best done when you design the entire house from scratch. You're building everything from the site to the envelope. All of the conditions are very highly controlled, and that's a really hard thing to do with a remodeling challenge. It's better to start from scratch. If you want to literally heat a house with a candle, you're going to want to do a house that you've picked the site for perfectly and you've controlled all of the conditions of construction from start to finish. Not your average mid-century house. That said, there are a lot of things large and small you can do to add sustainable concepts to your remodel. In fact, I'm going to have to break this up, I think, into two uh, episodes because it's taking more thought, um, more chit-chat than I wanted to just throw at you in one. First, I'm going to come back, though, to Monica's question. What can you do to non-invasively retrofit your mid-century house? So you can actually go a really long way towards improving the energy efficiency of your house with simple changes. You can look at basically where is your house using energy? Is it using it to keep the lights on? Okay, you can start by switching out all of the bulbs in the house for low energy requiring uh, LEDs instead of incandescents. You can think about is it requiring energy to heat it? Yes. And to cool it? Yes. How do you cut back on those things? Generally by insulation. So the lowest non-invasive hanging fruit there is to insulate the attic and to insulate the basement. It's always a good idea in a remodel or in any house to think about what I call the hat and shoes of the house, the attic, the roof heat loss, and the seepage of temperature in from the outside. Actually, the most 
Low-hanging fruit is if you have an unfinished basement in a mid-century house, you can go around and insulate the rim joist. Most of the rest of the house has at least some multi-layer barrier between the outside and the in. In a wall on the main floor, you might have drywall or plaster, and then an air gap, a two-by-four stud, which may or may not have old-fashioned mid-century insulation in it. Let's cross our fingers that it does. And then the exterior building, um, wallboard, which is usually a fibrous material, half an inch or three quarter inches thick, and then wood siding. All of those are more or less insulating layers. In the basement, you have inches and inches of concrete. Not great, but something. But at the rim joist, you have usually just a double two by four or two by six, two by eight, two by 10 that's running around the edge of the house with siding on the other side. And you've got house air on the inside and exterior air on the outside. To air seal and insulate that gap makes a huge difference. Let's see, blowing attic insulation in, sometimes being able to blow insulation into the walls and adding simple things like, if you're really looking for a temporary or an owner maintenance, low invasive fix, things like if you have air leaky windows, putting in uh, putty around the leaky spots, literally feeling for air gaps, cold flow air, and filling in those gaps with house putty. Or you can go one more step, oops, I'm gonna make a mess here, uh, and you can get insulated curtains like so, um, which you can install right inside of your mid-century windows. They're great if you get an up-down kind that comes up from the bottom and down from the top. They can add privacy to your house. They're a wonderful diffuse source of light during the day. And if you close them all up snug at night, not only is the house warmer, but instead of looking at harsh reflected outside, is someone looking in at me? You're looking at a warm, soft surface, which mutes the audio, the reflected sound waves in the house and makes everything feel more cozy. And adding storm doors to a vintage front door. If you are feeling air leaks around that vintage front door, step one is check your weather seal. You can replace weather seal gap um, with foam. They make just replacement of the many air seals around mid-century doors are just a folded piece of metal. You can put a new one. There are things you can do there. And you can create a double layer with a well-chosen storm door. What I like to do for a storm door as a DIY fix is the color of the front door that I've painted. I like to paint the metal of the storm door the same color with a carefully selected metal friendly primer and paint. Or you can custom select your storm door to come in the same color as your front door so that yes, it does detract slightly from the visual quality of your beautiful, carefully chosen, beautifully painted mid-century front door, but you're winning in terms of energy efficiency. So basically just think about all of the places you might be losing a little bit of heat or light in the house and where you can win that back. Tomorrow, I'll come back and talk to you about big design moves you can make if you're planning additions, adding windows, cutting in skylights, more invasive solutions you can use to add sustainability to your house. Talk to you then.